Today's episode is brought to you by the She Leads Podcast Network, the first network for women by women. Visit SheLeadsPodcast.com to learn more today. Today's episode is brought to you by the She Leads Podcast Network, the first network for women by women. Visit SheLeadsPodcast.com to learn more today. Welcome to a journey of empowerment and amplified voices. This is the Creative Visionaries Podcast, your guide to unlocking the full potential of podcasting and beyond. Our vision is bold to empower and amplify voices through creative marketing solutions, expert podcast coaching, and a vibrant, inclusive community. We're your partners in this exciting adventure. Our journey is all about connection, expertise, and realizing your untapped potential. Let us be your guide on this journey as we create an environment that nurtures growth, fosters relationships, and empowers individuals like you to excel in podcasting. Are you ready to take your podcast journey to the next level? Together, let's shape the future of podcasting. Welcome to the Creative Visionaries Podcast. Are you a podcaster wanting to take your show to the next level? Do you want a dedicated marketing team so you can focus on creating great episodes? Look no further than the done for you podcast marketing service from remarker.fm. Stop trying to market your own podcast alone and let remarkers marketing experts handle it for you. Remarker will transcribe your episodes, write detailed show notes, curate shareable quotes and clips, promote your episode across social media and run paid ads, all tailored specifically to your show and your audience. You'll get a full podcast marketing team for a fraction of the cost of hiring in-house. Leave the marketing to Remarker so you can focus entirely on podcasting. With Remarker's premium done-for-you service, you'll get unparalleled podcast promotion to help you gain listeners, engagement, and reviews. Go to Remarker.fm to learn more and get 10% off with a promo code CREATIVEVISIONARY. Invest in your podcast growth. Let Remarker take you to the next level. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us again on the Creative Visionaries podcast. Today's guest is Diane Wingert, a former psychotherapist turned business strategist, coach, and mentor with a mission to empower ambitious outliers with big ideas and busy brains. She helps them create standout sought after businesses based on their unique brilliance. Diane, welcome to the show. Wow. That sounds pretty good. I think I would hire myself. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, that was an awesome intro. Yeah. <laughs> So tell us a little bit more about you, Diane. Well, as you've mentioned, Tori, I am a former psychotherapist turned coach, and I get a lot of questions about why I did that, because certainly there's a lot that goes into becoming a psychotherapist, lots and lots of education, lots of training. You have to re-up your license every couple of years with tons and tons of CEUs, and the government controls your conversations with people. But it came to a point in my own life where I realized even though I loved being a therapist, and I think I was a really good therapist, but I wanted to start having conversations that were centered around possibilities instead of problems. Yeah. And so I realized that's really much more of a coaching role. Mm -hmm. Plus, I was planning to leave the state of California 
And you may know that when you're licensed as a therapist, you're only licensed for the state you're in. Now, I ended up going back to California after a while, but by then the spell was broken and I was no longer a therapist. Although I think in a way, once a therapist, always the therapist, you know, yeah. you just know things. <laughs> And so, so the experience and the years of, of therapy, I'm sure you brought into your coaching style. So how, how have you kind of merged the two to create your own unique uh, approach to coaching? I appreciate you asking that. A lot of people who hire me say they hire me specifically because I have a therapy background. Now, when I first started hearing people say that, I thought, oh, no, they think they're going to get a business coach and a therapist rolled into one for the price of one. Yeah. But what I understand is that many smart, successful people, especially women, because I work predominantly with women and gender nonconforming individuals, they tend to have pervasive struggles with procrastination perfectionism, people-pleasing, imposter complex, fear of visibility, fear of being seen, fear of being rejected, regardless of their past background. And while many people will go to see a therapist for those things, they're not actually diagnosable mental disorders or clinical conditions. I think they are really part of feminine conditioning in a patriarchal society. So I think a lot of my clients have already done their time in therapy. I say like put in your time on the couch, so to speak. Yeah. But once you've basically healed from whatever trauma, abuse, loss, addiction, with the serious stuff you should absolutely see a therapist for. Yeah. But once those things have been dealt with, there's often this feeling of now what? Because you still have issues and those issues come along into your career or business with you. Yeah. And, and I'm, I mean, I know there's many of us entrepreneurs out there who suffer with specifically like imposter syndrome, right? Absolutely. And it's like, I'm not good enough. Why would somebody work with me? Um, which I think I don't, I'm, I'm assuming it's more uh, heavy in the female entrepreneur space than in the male entrepreneur space. And, and I'm curious, what is, do you know why, or what is the, <laughs> Oh, I have so many thoughts. <laughs> I have, so, I have so many thoughts. Okay. So I'm going to make a couple of book recommendations, and then I'm going to tell you what you need to know from these books so you don't have to actually read them, okay? <laughs> One of them is a book I often refer to is called The Female Brain. Mm. It's written by a physician who's a neuropsychologist, and she basically convinced me years ago when I first read The Female Brain that women are biologically programmed by their hormones and neurotransmitters to pay more attention to others than to themselves. Now, when you think about that, like it, estrogen is called the tend and befriend hormone. It literally biologically programs us to put the needs of others ahead of their own. Now, if you have children, that's a good thing. Yes. <laughs> because they're helpless and needy and dependent, at least until they're like 40 or so. Yeah. <laughs> and so you, you need to be able to put the needs of others ahead of your own. And you need to be kind of biologically wired to do that. However, um, and that's why women over 50 are so powerful. 
because the estrogen evacuation has taken place. Estrogen has left the building. We are no longer under the influence. And now we can start thinking for ourselves, which I think is a powerful thing. So there's the female brain and just the, the biological programming. Then there's another book I recommend called The Confidence Code by Shipman and Kay. This book both fascinated and horrified me because it interviewed top, top women in every field, industry, corporations, politics, uh, you name it, academia. Yeah. And every single one of them admitted to feelings of imposter syndrome, lack of confidence, seeking permission to speak up. I, I was literally throwing this book against the wall multiple times. And it made me realize, you know, if these women struggle with confidence, then what hope is there for the rest of us? Well, what I, the conclusion I came to is that we are all living in a patriarchal society that benefits from women being second-class citizens. Mm. And so I think it's not, we're not broken. We're not screwed up. It's, we're not thinking that we're not enough because we actually aren't. Oh, there's one more book recommendation. The Big Leap. Oh, yeah, I've heard. The, the Big book. Leap. I, I love this book because it talks about the beliefs that literally every human has. I mean, we all talk about limiting beliefs. If you're any kind of professional, um, you know, growth, self-help, coaching, yeah. you talk about limiting beliefs. In The Big Leap, it's written by a psychologist. He talks about the four beliefs that everyone has that hold them back. And one of those beliefs is called the fundamental flaw. Mm -hmm. There's something wrong with me. Now, for some reason, not as many men <laughs> seem to suffer from this belief. And if they do, they just disregard it. But so many women have this belief, there's something wrong with me. And because there's something wrong with me, I have to work twice as hard to get half as far. And any success I achieve, I'm going to chalk up to luck instead of talent and hard work. So the odds are kind of stacked against us. But I believe knowledge is power and applied knowledge is powerful. So just knowing those three things I've just shared with you, yeah. you can decide I'm not going to let my conditioning and my biological programming stop me. I need to find ways to counteract these things. And this is how I work with women is to counteract those things that will hold us back if we don't, if we don't. Yeah. What are some of those um, steps or, or coaching uh, tips that you give women to get past this barrier? Well, I have a couple of things that I realize may seem impossible for some people, but they're incredibly transformational. And one of them is what I call radical self-acceptance. Mm. Now, I happen to have ADHD. So I'm very energetic. I'm very loud. I talk a lot. Um, and I can be kind of obnoxious. Just ask anyone who knows me. And that's often true of people who have ADHD. But I'm also wildly creative, lots of fun. And out of the box thinking is my middle name. It just didn't all fit on the business card. Yeah. So I grew up thinking 
I'm not like the others, you know, like the Sesame Street song. One of these things is not like the other. And I knew I was that thing. And if you are raised in public school, you are expected to be just like the others, because if you're not, you're a problem. It doesn't matter if you're faster or slower, better or weaker. If you're not just like the others, you are a classroom problem because the classroom has to be run on the basis of everybody is the same. So I internalized feedback that I got about myself very early on in life, both I'm not enough and I'm too much. Talk about a cluster F, right? Like, hello, too I'm not enough. And oh my God, <laughs> two competing thoughts at the same time is definitely a mental mess up. But I reached a point in my life where I thought, you know, I can continue believing that there's something wrong with me. I can continue believing I'm both too much and not enough. I could believe that my ADHD is the reason why any number of outcomes. Right. I finally just decided, Tori, you know what? What if instead of asking other people's permission to feel good about myself, outsourcing my self-esteem to other people, what if I just decide I'm going to make the audacious choice to accept myself no matter what? Now, that doesn't mean I don't take responsibility Right. when I screw up, when I hurt someone's feelings, when I interrupt, when I'm late, when I drop the ball. Yeah. It just means that I refuse to hate myself when I do those things. And honestly, life has gotten so much easier and I actually function better because I don't think anybody ever shamed themselves into compliance. It just yeah. doesn't work that way. Right. And I think, you know, it's funny that you say that, like, we are our own worst critics, right? Like we hold ourselves back more than anybody else, right? We'll, we'll point the finger, but really it's internally that, you know, we're not confident enough or we're not, you know, putting ourselves out there. Um, we're the ones who hold us back. So living in that empowerment, right. Of, uh, knowing who you are, accepting who you are and really working towards, um, growing in your true self is really the almost like secret sauce of, you know, growing as a woman entre entrepreneur, um, at least from my journey so far, what I've seen. You know, the funny thing is, Tori, it's a secret that's not a secret, right? Like literally how many times have you and I heard just be yourself, yeah. people do business with people. Yeah. Don't be a brand. Don't be an avatar. Don't be a persona. Like have the courage to let people see who you really are, flaws and all. Yeah. Because yeah. the more you try to polish that surface, the more you're going to live in fear that someone's going to spot a crack or a crevice yeah. and then everything falls apart. But, you know, you you can't just believe it. You can't just say, yeah, you know what? This makes sense. I'm going to radically self-accept myself starting right now. Yeah. Uh, you, you have to put it into practice. And what I found that that requires is something, especially if you have ADHD or you're ADHD-ish, or you are a creative, like the people who listen to this podcast, creative people need 
to learn how to deal with rejection sensitivity. I have found that's one of the biggest challenges because if you think about it, even if you say, I'm going to radically self-accept, I'm going to be authentic, I'm going to put myself out in the world, I'm going to be vulnerable, I'm going to show people who I am, yeah. I'm going to offer my products, services, talents, gifts to the world, you still have to be able to deal with rejection, right. whether it's ghosting, whether it's the client who signed a contract and then no-showed when it came time to pay. I yeah. mean, the person you're working with who just stops scheduling meetings and doesn't respond to your emails, yeah. like we all have to face rejection. And what I find for creatives, they internalize the fear of rejection so much that they don't risk it happening. Well, mm. the best way to not be rejected is to not put yourself out there to begin with. Absolutely. So they keep finding ways to delay putting themselves out there. It's like waxing. It's going to be painful. Just do it. <laughs> like, just do it and do it fast. Don't think about it too much. <laughs> That's a perfect analogy. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I think everybody has a visual now, you know, let's just do it. <laughs> rip off the wax. It's like the Nike, the Nike slogan plus, you know, imagine a waxing experience. Yeah. You just, you, you can't overthink it. And that's the other right. thing. Most of us are perfectionists and procrastinators yeah. and overthinkers. <laughs> yeah. So we keep trying to make it better. <clears throat> just stop fluffing the pillows. Just yeah. put it out there and, and prepare to be rejected because there are things you can do to become more rejection resilient. There yes. really are. <laughs> well, speaking of putting yourself out there, I wanted to shift gears a little bit and talk about <laughs> podcasting. So for me, podcasting was really putting myself out there, but the way that um, podcasting has changed my life and my business have been tenfold beyond the fear of starting it, right? And so I wanted to kind of talk to you about your podcast, the Driven Women Entrepreneur Podcast, and talk about how, how that has changed your business growth, how you use that to um, connect with other people within your world and your business and, and all of the amazing things that podcasting has done for you. Mm, I love it. Well, uh, this should be a little cringy, but I've told this story before, so I'm kind of over it. <clears throat> I planned on launching a podcast two years before I did. I had already been a guest on a few dozen shows. I knew I liked the medium. I have a communications degree, uh, and I just, I thought I wanted to be a journalist back in the day, went, went a different direction, but I really like communication. I love meeting new people and talking about stuff I'm interested in. Yeah. So it seemed like a natural thing. I not only delayed two years, I hired two different podcast launch consultants. I had the show art. I had the title. I had the hosting. I had the equipment. I had all the things. I was not pulling the freaking trigger. Oh. Because even though I seem like a baddie, and I actually am, <laughs> podcasting has actually helped me, I wouldn't say discover my voice, but I feel so much more fearless now about sharing it. Because sometimes I do get negative feedback. Yeah. And I do have a little bit of a shame spiral, which I know how to get myself out of now. But the two years I delayed starting the podcast was really just 
I was just making up all kinds of excuses. I was just telling myself, I believed it at the time. I did not see myself as self-sabotaging. I did not see myself as being a perfectionist. I just thought, well, I can't do it until I'm ready. So I'm just going to keep learning and getting ready. Let me tell you folks, (laughs) now, if I ever do write a book, it's going to be the lies my ADHD brain tells me. And that (laughs) is right at the top of the list because there's no amount of getting ready that's going to get you to pull the trigger. How you get ready is pulling the trigger. So what got me to finally pull the trigger was I enrolled in an accountability challenge I publicly declared in four weeks, because it was a four-week challenge, I am going to launch a podcast by the end of this challenge. All these people were like, okay, you've said this publicly. And it also helped that the pandemic had just started and I was locked up in my house in a new city where I didn't know anyone. So it was like, if you can't do it under these conditions, like just, you know, cash in your chips. So I actually did. And the first 25 episodes were blog posts I had written and never published. And I sat in my walk-in closet and I recorded 25 solo episodes, just me reading those blog posts one at a time. And it was enough to get me out of my head, out of my nonsense. It's like, I have this content. All I have to do is read it and make it sound like I'm not reading it. And then once I was done with the 25, I thought, I'm getting tired of just talking to myself. I think I need to start having guests. And I just kept going. So I think if, if anyone listening is thinking about starting a podcast, I know you've heard this before, but now you're going to hear it from me too. You just have to start. Everything can be changed as you go along. Every single thing, the format, the length, the style, the name, the description, the art, how often you publish it, everything can be changed, but you can't figure any of that out until you pull the trigger. Yep. Yep. It's your show. Same for you? Yeah. (laughs) And that's the whole thing. This is, I think this is one of the things about entrepreneurship and being a woman who's been culturally conditioned to seek permission. It's like, life is not one big game of mother, may I? (laughs) You have to give yourself permission to proceed. Mm -hmm. People stall themselves on launching a podcast, developing a podcast, growing an audience by asking questions in endless Facebook groups. What day of the week should I publish? Whenever you freaking want. Yeah. How long should should it be? Should I have a co-host? It's like, none of it matters. They don't know. Yeah. You and and what's the whole point of being self-employed if it's not to just package up your creativity however you want. Yeah. Nobody knows what's going to work for you. You yeah. get to figure it out. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of is very similar to my journey. And, you know, I went out on my own as an entrepreneur after being in corporate for 15 years. Mm -hmm. Nobody in my family was an entrepreneur. Like it was, it was not the norm. Um, And so me utilizing my creativity, wanting to be innovative and, you know, helping multiple people, I just was like, ah, I can figure it out. Right. I I could do this. And so I I took that leap. And, and when I was going through the kind of like, okay, what separates me from everyone else? That's where podcasting came in. 
And while I was slightly terrified to start a podcast, which I'm sure most people can relate, right? It's, yes. it's a big deal. Um, I knew that that was something that I had to do to differentiate myself and to give me that confidence, that voice to set me apart from other people. And I think that's something, like you said, you just got to take that leap. Um, and, and if it's something that, that you're passionate about or is calling you, um, or you have something to share, you got to do it. You just got to jump in because there's so many avenues of podcasting that you can use to leverage your business, to grow yourself personally, to build your network, to, to, you know, meet new people, whatever it is, there's so many levels of podcasting and it doesn't have to be perfect. Like most people who are podcasters will say, oh yeah, my first, you know, 50, 100 episodes were horrible, right? Like, or whatever it is like, and nobody cares. It's like, this is your show. You call the shots. You're the one who's in charge here. <laughs> and, you know, the truth is, is it's not all just about, you know, launching a podcast or a product as a as an act of um, radical self-acceptance and personal development. It is both those things. However, I don't do this because I have copious amounts of free time and nothing better to do with it. I use the podcast to build my business. And it's been really good for that. Um, I Every single person who's hired me in the last few years has hired me in the following way. They heard me on a podcast like this one. They thought, where has she been all my life? <laughs> I've been looking for a business coach who knows this particular type of expertise. She seems like she would get me there. Yeah. And then they hop over, listen to an episode or view or a bunch of mine, maybe follow me for a minute on social, book a consultation and hire me. Yeah. Because podcasting is a very intimate medium. When someone's listening to you in their ears, mm -hmm. to me, that's much more intimate than watching someone on a screen or reading their words on a page. You're literally in their ears and in their brains. And mm -hmm. I consume all of my content via podcast. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I sat myself down in front of a video, unless I was learning how to fix something around the house, you know, <laughs> and you, YouTube is my dude, you know, so. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think, you know, having conversations like you and I are talking about how we leverage our podcast is really what I want people to hear on this, on this podcast is, you know, different ways that you can utilize podcasting to, to grow your business or do something unique with it. Um, you know, there's just so many avenues, like I've said, that I think people need to either have that little push to kind of get them across that line and, you know, really jump into this amazing medium that, you know, you and I have already discovered, but I really want to encourage people to take advantage of um, what they have in front of them and, and creating their own path through podcasting. I think it's the best medium for if, if your goal is if you are a creative entrepreneur and you can talk about what you do, your perspective, your I mean, creative people are hungry for leadership mm. because in truth, like people who do leadership coaching and teach people how to be leaders, they're mostly not working with creatives. I work almost exclusively with creatives and creative people do things differently. Right. So it's a missed opportunity if we don't give ourselves the opportunity to be heard. And if you're not a big old extrovert and a loud mouth like I am, you can use your podcast 
to develop yourself as an entrepreneur. This is one of the smartest things I've seen people do. If you have imposter complex, imposter syndrome, imposter issues, I don't even know what the proper term is anymore. (laughs) But let's say you're a baby entrepreneur. Let's say you're a side hustler. Let's say you're a freelancer. You're just getting started. And you think, who am I to have a podcast? I don't know anything. What could I talk about that people would want to hear? Okay, awesome. You know what? You might even be right. Mm. So you can still have a podcast. How? You interview more experienced entrepreneurs as your guests. They welcome the opportunity to share their wisdom and you are getting free coaching and consultation for every interview. Ba-bam! That's a brilliant way to do it. You're literally getting free business coaching from more experienced entrepreneurs and creating valuable content at the same time. To me, that's a no-brainer. (laughs) No-brainer. Do it. Do it now. Stop listening right now and go do it. I was going to ask you to share one more piece of advice, but I think that is exactly it, right? (laughs) Like you just, just mic dropped for us. Like you said, stop listening now, write us a review and then go. No. (laughs) So anyways, so, so let's wrap things up and how can people get in touch with you and, you know, get in your world, learn more about you. Uh, Where can people go to find you? Thank you for asking and giving me the opportunity to chat with you and with your audience today. Um, I like to say, if you like the sound of my voice and what I have to say with it, you should check out the Driven Woman Entrepreneur Podcast. You do not have to be a woman to listen. You do not have to be an entrepreneur to listen. It is a combination of actionable insights and uncomfortable truths about being an entrepreneur. There's no fluff, there's no filler. And if you don't mind the occasional F-bomb, you can find it there too. And if you want to follow me on social, you can find me primarily on LinkedIn. I only have a nine grid on Instagram, but I do post a lot of stories. So if you're not on LinkedIn, you can follow me on Instagram. Just check out my stories because there's not a whole lot going on in my feed these days. (laughs) Diane, it has been a pleasure getting to know you, having this conversation and sharing your knowledge and expertise with my listeners. So thank you so much for being a guest on the show. It was delightful. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks so much for listening to the Creative Visionaries podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review or share with a friend. Also make sure to visit us online at creativevisionariespodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And stay tuned for more episodes to come. And remember, it's time to tap into your true potential and unleash your inner visionary.